Welcome to the Outsourced Accountant Podcast by Toa Global. This is your go-to podcast if you're the owner of an accounting or bookkeeping firm who is looking to set up and build a high-performing offshore team. Here, you can learn how to complement your local efforts, grow capacity, and deliver more to your clients than ever before. The go-to podcast for accountants and bookkeepers. Hear from experts who have done it already. Let's go! Rishi, tell us about your business uh, story and its history. Okay, we are a small two-partner firm in Brisbane. Uh, we started off, I, I've been in the industry since 1996, so it's been a bit of a while, 25 years or so. Um, and then uh, my business partner, Purvish, he, he's been around for 10, 11 years. And so we, we merged the two businesses together. Originally, we were both were working as sole traders. Um, so I yeah, merged the two businesses together to get some synergy into place and uh, get the growth happening together. And him being um, you know, quite a few years junior to me was bringing in some new energy that I was kind of sort of waning away on. So that, that helped uh, the synergy work really well. And uh, since then, it's just been uh, growing really well. Excellent. So give us an overview of your team structure. You mentioned that you, you and your partner. So what's your team size and, and what's the breakup of onshore versus your global team members? Well, right now, I mean, we are early early into, into offshoring, but uh, our core team is very small, just, just two partners, two accountants. Um, we've got a junior accountant that's recently joined. Um, yeah, so, and we, we do use an external bookkeeper on needs basis. Excellent. So you mentioned about the offshoring and just new in the journey. So tell us about the story of setting up your offshore team. What was the motivation behind doing this? Well, um, in May, I think one of our, our accountants uh, left and I put an ad on SEEK to rather than replace an accountant, I saw more value in getting a senior bookkeeper into place just because we wanted to sort of, you know, have a strong sort of numbers and you know, thing drilling down. So that's where the focus was to get a senior bookkeeper. And um, yeah, so we put the ad in and had no response. We even went to the extent of uh, actually inviting some of the candidates from on the on seek to apply for it and no, no results there either. So yeah, based on that um, and then in desperation, I'm looking at stuff and then my business partner looking very stuff to see what we can do. And of course, um, Tawa Ed came up on Facebook. And I've, I've been dealing with, uh, I've been in communication with you and your team for a little while now. So the alarm bells there. Now, so that was our solution to say, okay, let's, let's talk to you guys further and pursue it. Excellent. That sort of leads me into my next question, which is, so when you made the decision to offshore, how did you go about the process and, and what you know, was the sort of timeframes that it took until you got your team up and running? Tell you what, uh, we were that desperate that um, I, I talked to, to our team and um, Paul was available the following week and I wanted him immediately. <laughs> so he sent somebody else and, 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 and uh, we got engaged quite quickly um, and the process was quite smooth. Uh, we uh, had a couple of interviews, introductions and all that. And then from there on, that's when we were introduced to um, um, the Kickstart Accelerator program. 
And knowing what our problem was, that we need, really needed to get someone that was you know, going to hit the ground running, uh, accelerator came in perfectly. The timing was good, um, you know, six weeks, and we had you know, the first candidate uh, interview, and uh, that worked perfectly for us. Excellent. So you talk about obviously getting that accelerator, which is our training program of seven weeks um, where we pre-train team members and then they go to the client. So Rishi, I know with um, you taking on that person, what were the first types of tasks or jobs that you were focused on getting them to do? So obviously you got this new team member. One of the things that a lot of our new clients um, struggle with is what work do I get them to do? How did you approach the work that you wanted them to start doing? I think our initial thing was to make sure that the quality of work comes out well. And so we didn't want to um, just download, offload totally top-level work. So we started off with payroll. And payroll, we've got a fairly decent payroll uh, and our, um, service that we provide. And that's an essential sort of weekly, monthly, you know, fortnightly service. And we we can't, you know, we can't say delay the process. So we thought, okay, that's the first thing to um, to palm off. And that worked perfectly because it's just repetitive work, uh, you know, um, it's a lower end work. And that, that worked perfectly. You know, those, it was easy, easy for us to do that. Excellent. So when we talk about it being easy, I suppose, that leads into that training now. Your team member went through the accelerator program, so they've done seven weeks worth of training. But what advice would you give to someone about training a new team member? So they've started with you. Um, you're going to get them to do the payroll. What did you do that worked to get the your team member up and running and able to do that? Uh, we did some uh, background work uh, with our with our practice manager and uh, an accountant that was responsible for the payroll to. Uh, Put some procedures into place, and uh, you know, we use uh, both zero uh, and QBO. And uh, once once you once you've got that, uh, and that's what the accelerator program did was provide a training to the candidates of the team member uh, on the software. So that was quite easy for us to embed the procedures together, and um, and go from there. Excellent. So, what are your three top tips from what you learned so far for managing an offshore team? Um, be honest and upfront. Um, uh, have one. We we delegated one person to be the main contact person, and that um, I think that makes it easier on the other end as well to you know, not have multiple you know, people giving directions or asking for work to be done. So that that helped a lot. And and the other one is understanding them and asking for an input from your team member because as 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 we know. They're part of your, your your team, so you need to get them engaged and be part of it, so they can communicate back to you and to you, and and we go from there. Yeah, excellent. So when we talk about measuring the success of your team member that you have offshore, what KPIs or how do you measure success and whether they're improving and being more successful on a week-on-week basis? As as you know, we. Uh, ours is a fairly early, early journey. It's, we've only been in, in the system for a, a month now. Um, so the KPI is not we've, we've dwelled too much on. Some of the basic stuff that we've look, looked at was um, the turnaround time. 
because we've given just a payroll initially, the turnaround was very good. And, you know, and jobs done much faster than what we would have done here. So um, that, that uh, and then it's, it's, the staff was fully focused on the payroll. So that worked out really well for us. You know, that would definitely make sense. So if you had a word or a phrase to describe the value that, um, I suppose, being able to get an offshore team member, um, what would it be? Knowing where we come from in the sense that we were desperate to really get the workflow happening, um, it was incredible. Nice experience. Yeah, excellent. So do you have a people strategy mapped um, for the business and do you see what the ratio of team members onshore, offshore would be in the longer term or is it still a little bit too early for that? Actually, when we looked at the accelerator program and knowing the amount of work we had in the backlog and new clients coming in, we really wanted to <laughs> jump and sort of have two candidates in the first lot, first intake. Uh, but then we thought about it and thought, okay, let's spread the procedures in place first with one, and that makes it easier to duplicate that. And, and you know, if the right talent comes across, then we are, we've got a team leader existing there and it's easier for us to build on that. So long-term, well, give 12 months, we're looking at about four or five offshore team members and then keep growing from there because we've got to be in a fairly strong growth phase. Yeah, excellent. And that sort of answers my next one. Um, my next question I was going to ask you, actually, but how do you plan to keep growing the capability, the team member that you do have now? So obviously, you want to bring on more team members um, in the in the shorter term. How mm -hmm. do you plan on growing the capability of the, of the person you've got now so that you can do that? We've been lucky uh, with the current team member. Uh, we've already seen the, some leadership skills um, it, uh, abilities already there. And um, so it, it'll work perfectly in the, in the plan that we've got to have a team leader there and then uh, get more people uh, um, behind the person. Excellent. So how is, is it, again, it might be a bit too early, but how has offshoring benefited your clients? Actually, um, the best benefit I can think of is quicker turnaround time. So what's, what's happened is because we've offloaded um, initially payroll and then, in, and then later on some bookkeeping work, uh, we've, that, uh, we've built up capacity here in the office. And because of that, we've been able to turn around work much faster than it, we've previously been able to. And uh, so the results are already there. And, and of course, it, it, it keeps the clients happy that they've got the work done. You know, that definitely does. So this next question flows into that. So has offshoring contributed to giving you any more time back, given that you're a small team? Has it given all of your existing team, you and your partner, more time back? Definitely. We've, uh, in the last maybe a year, we've been, uh, we've been lagging behind in time. Uh, so we've been working long hours and and uh, putting no time to business development. We'd be lucky that naturally the business has been growing. Um, so yeah, it's now with with the mundane work taken off us, it's given us more time to focus on ourselves, uh, skilling, uh, upskilling ourselves, and and like in all other firms, we are again focused on advisory work. So we're building some skills there so 
it is definitely, I can see the benefit straight away. Yeah, excellent. So I know that we caught up last week and I know that you um, said that you had, I suppose, spoken to us over over a year or so ago. And I think this question links back to that. So what was the biggest myth or objection or thing that stopped you from doing offshoring sooner? And, and now that you've started the journey, was that myth or objection or whatever was holding you back still this, does it ring true now? Okay, um, come January 20, just before, just before COVID, I'd already had made quite a decent inquiry on, on uh, going offshore. Um, but with, with COVID came and all those, um, because of those issues, I thought, okay, security will be the biggest thing that I'm worried about. And in Australia, we can easily work, work from home, but uh, what's our arrangement in the Philippines? How do you have data security? And that was, uh, that was our biggest concern last year. And I think that's a concern for a lot of accountants uh, even before that. So um, yeah, but once um, once we thought, okay, we really need to jump on, that's when I further inquired with you guys and you guys gave, gave us all the reassurance that security is paramount for you guys. And uh, you know, and uh, that's when we thought, okay, let's take the plunge. Excellent. So there's been plenty of great insights um, that we've covered off um, today. If anyone wanted to reach out to you and, and chat more about or chat more with you or, or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to be able to contact you? Uh, best would be email initially. It's uh, rishi at optimaccountants.com.au. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes anyway so that people can do it. So, Rishi, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate all the, the value you've been able to share with us on your journey and your experiences to date. So looking forward to continuing to partner with you. It's been a pleasure, man. Looking forward to that. Thanks, Rishi. Thank you. You're listening to the Outsource Accountant Podcast. To follow our podcast, visit the Outsource Accountant or head to the Outsource Accountant Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. To connect with us on Twitter, look for our handle at Toa Global or find us on LinkedIn at Toa Global. Like our Facebook page at the Outsource Accountant. Catch you on the next episode of the Outsource Accountant Podcast. Thanks and have a great day.